Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 6th of October, 2022, and on today's show, we look at some interesting odds for Big 12 players to win the Heisman Trophy. A surprise Big 12 player is in the top five in basically every single book. Who is that player? Which guys have long shots to win it? Who are taking odds right now? All that and more, and also... A look at the updated Big 12 title odds, too, because those are pretty interesting. Vegas has no clue. We feel like we have no clue. We'll get to that as well. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today's show brought to you by Upside Best place to save money wherever you like to spend it. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. This thing is going up, up, up. Keep us help, uh, you know, help us keep this thing going. Trying to approach 2,300 subscribers. Help us get there. Uh, trying to get by uh, over 2,300 by the 15th of October. So halfway through the month, we want to be at 2,300. Help us get there. Find the show where it's your podcast and on YouTube as well. So I was taking a look at the Heisman Trophy odds as we are approaching halfway through this college football season. And the reason why I was doing this, because number one, there's a lot of big, big 12 games happening this week. There's a lot of important contests in the big 12 where guys can not only you know, make the name for themselves, sure, but really elevate their stock in terms of a national conversation. I think the TCU-Kansas game with a lot of attention on that. Both quarterbacks have played so well, and you'd think that, hey, if one of those guys plays awesome in a winning effort, that they get elevated into the conversation. There's guys like Spencer Sanders, Adrian Martinez, Bijan Robinson, Deuce Vaughn, who are also involved in this too. And so I thought about those players, and I took a look at the odds, and where they have some Big 12 players positioned is very interesting. We're going to go in order of where they are. Also, speaking of where people are, I'm in Kansas City. That's why the backdrop is different. We do still have a good microphone, the old Yeti mic, back on the road again in Kansas City for a fall wedding on a Friday, though, so it's acceptable. Saturday weddings, that would have been yikes. Pretty dicey would not have been pleased about that, but it's a fall wedding on a Friday, so so when I'm recovering on Saturday, we'll be able to watch all of the ball. All right, let's get to these guys that are listed for Heisman odds. So Adrian Martinez right now is plus 1,600. Um, depends on your book, but we use BetOnline, BetOnline.net. Um, you know, we're going to talk about other books too because it's important you got to get a gauge of where everybody sees all of these players. But for the Heisman Trophy right now, Adrian Martinez at BetOnline is listed at plus 1,600. Seen him as low as plus 1,400. I've seen some places that are weird that don't even have him listed uh, which is odd. Most people have them listed. You probably should have them listed. CJ Stroud, Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker, and Adrian Martinez. It is in that order right now. Those five guys at Bet Online and BetOnline.net. Now, CJ Stroud is a pretty comfortable lead on Caleb Williams and Bryce Young, plus 135 right now in the odds. Um, but I, I think Adrian Martinez is such an interesting case for a couple reasons. I have to understand the numbers. I've got my notes down here. If I keep looking down, it's because I have the old, the old notepad right here. Uh, but for him on the season, his real big claim is the rushing. And his real big claim also would be the last couple weeks, right? 469 yards in the season, on the ground, nine touchdowns, 
But if you look at the last two weeks in particular, he's 33 of uh, 53 passing the football for 350 yards, two touchdowns, and then he's rushed for seven touchdowns and over 319 or 310 yards, uh, over 310 yards on the ground and has those seven touchdowns. So really the question here is, are you going to keep doing this in Big 12 play? If you keep up this kind of performance every on a week-to-week basis, sure, we have to consider you. I guess kind of the model, though, for a guy like this winning the Heisman Trophy would be a Colin Klein. And that kind of prompted me to go look at Colin Klein's numbers from the, uh, the season where he went to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. And that was back in 2000. And 12. So that 2012 season, he threw for 200, uh, 2,490 yards, basically 2,500 yards, 66% completion, 15 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He ran the ball 194 times for 890 yards and had 22 touchdowns on the ground. Now it's really funny. He totaled um, in this season, the 2012 season, 39 touchdowns or 37 touchdowns, excuse me. The previous season, he had 40 back in his 2011 campaign. He rushed for uh, uh, 1,400, uh, 1,141 yards and 27 touchdowns. He also carried the ball uh, 317 times. I mean, just an absolutely obscene number of carries and uh, you know, for, for a quarterback to have, Ends up with 3,000 total yards, though, because the passing is much worse. So that's the kind of recipe potentially for a Heisman finalist in, in this Kansas State system, the way it works. It's just the passing, in my opinion, is not going to be there. Like, we talked about the su- success of Kansas State. Sure, a functional passing offense will help them succeed as a college football team. But we're talking about an award where we're talking about the top guy, you know, getting that award, your passing numbers are going to have to be much better. Um, They're going to, you know, you can't have the kind of slow start to the season, unless you explode here later on um, that he has had. Now, look, he's really good in the rushing department. He's like top 20 in the league and in all college football in rushing, regardless of who it is. The problem is he's thrown for 654 yards total on the season. And he's only thrown for three touchdowns. They've already played five games. So at this point, he's really on pace to pass for probably around 1,600 yards. You might say, well, you know, that's, that's kind of nice. But, like, really, I mean, he's on pace to rush for uh, in the end of the season. He'll probably rush for around 1,000 yards, over 1,000 yards, and it's all said and done at this pace right now. But, you know, I'm not sure he's going to get that touchdown count up. The nine touchdowns on the ground is really fantastic. It's absolutely amazing. Seven touchdowns the last couple of games, absolutely amazing. He's on a tear right now. But this, the Heisman consideration would require him to continue at a pace that I believe to be um, – well, he needs to step up the pace in terms of passing. That's, that's kind of my thesis on this. He's got to step up the passing attack if he's going to be considered for a Heisman Trophy you know, a ceremony, right? That's going to have to happen for him. There are other quarterbacks in the league I would like more – the one thing Kansas State's going to have is the record. I think Kansas State now is at a point where this thing's functioning at a pretty high level. They're playing their best football right now. If they can maintain that and win two games, yeah, you're talking about a situation where, sure, a guy on a 10-2 and two Kansas State 
could be considered for a Heisman. Winning does matter, but will the numbers be good enough to put him in New York for the uh, for the Heisman Trophy ceremony? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it would. Once again, there are other quarterbacks in the league, but the fact that we've got him now at this point, Heisman-wise, plus 1,600, that tells you something. Would that be my guy if I had to place a wager right now in the Big 12 on a guy? No, I would not. Um, he, and we'll get to Deuce Vaughn a little bit. Their relationship's interesting. But once again, the ace in the hole they might have is being a really good football team that wins a lot of games. Hey, everyone. Quick word from our sponsors on today's show. Today's Locked on Big 12 podcast is brought to you by our friends from Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. You guys can start doing this today by downloading the Upside app from the Google Play or App Store. When you guys do, use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, that's LOCKED, to get $5 off on your first purchase of $10 or more. Once again, download the free Upside app today. Use that promo code LOCKED to start saving today. All right, second guy up. Let's talk about Spencer Sanders. So today at Bet Online, you can get him at plus 4,000. Spencer Sanders is a very interesting case because we saw the game last week against Baylor, and I thought it was a very good Spencer Sanders performance besides, besides um, the interception that he threw. But the one problem that he has, and this is a problem, guys, because like we all watch, you know, a lot of you all who watch college football are not uh, casual viewers. Okay, if you are a casual viewer, glad you're here. But the one thing that's a big flaw is like the people who vote for the Heisman are pretty casual, right? They are very much casual college football fans. Um, you go look at the vote, and there's a lot of people vote. The AP is the same way, who either cover a single team, which makes it hard for them to watch all this stuff or they work for a national media outlet or outlet or their legacy media. All of those things come into play when we're talking about Heisman voters. Uh, so that's why it's always something you have to look at. But Spencer Sanders game last week, 20 for 29, 69% completion percentage for 181, a touchdown interception doesn't jump off the page, 14 rush, 75 yards and a touchdown. But I will tell you as a dog is barking now, I would tell you that I thought it was a very good performance Spencer Sanders put on. I thought it was an impressive one where he was kind of controlling the pace of that offense when they go on the road and get that win. And that's the problem is that like that was impressive to me, but to casuals who may not have watched the game and say, all right, what'd you do against the good teams? Oh, I know number 16 Baylor, that's a ranked game. You were pretty average. Well, you might not get the, uh, you might not get the respect that you deserve. The one thing for him though, is the total numbers do check out. He's thrown for over a thousand yards. He's thrown 11 touchdowns. He's also thrown just two interceptions. He's rushed for nearly 200 yards. He's rushed for four touchdowns as well. So in terms of pace and whatnot, you have to think that Spencer Sanders is in the right neighborhood when it comes to the winning part of it, which I've mentioned before, also in the right neighborhood. I'm going to take a look really fast at some of these quarterbacking numbers from across uh, all of college football. And so, you, you know, we're talking about guys that are kind of up at the top, you know, why for some reason my thing with the NHL, come on, don't do that to me. Uh, but the guys that are up across top, like, yes, yeah, CJ Stroud is somebody that I think with the kind of complete numbers, it's going to be an absolute scene, if you will, with what he puts up in the end of the season. Um, 
So for Spencer Sanders, like not a guy right now who's going to show up at the top of the list in terms of yardage and whatnot. But five games or uh, whatever they are, I think we're going to be four now into the season for them. He is putting up really solid numbers, right? Over a thousand yards puts him top half, 8.8 yards per attempt, which is really good in my opinion. Uh, numerically, it's just a pretty good place to be. 11 touchdowns puts you the double digits, which is a good place to be as well. So games like this week are really important, right? Texas Tech is a, is a known quantity. Defense might not be great. So this is your opportunity to put up some big passing numbers. And that's something that we've seen Spencer Sanders have a tendency to do in certain games. We know there are contests where Spencer Sanders can give it to teams a little bit with a passing game. We saw that happen as a dog, girlfriend's dog here, Pixie. She's She might not be as big of a fan here of Spencer Sanders as, as, uh, as I am. But the four games that we've seen Spencer Sanders so far, like the ASU game, you know, through 268 yards, that not a massive game, but the Central Michigan game, 406 yards, four touchdowns. Go back to last year, the Notre Dame game, it's a big game. Let's go ahead and go to the uh, the Baylor game, for example. Not a gaudy performance, but one that I thought was really good. So if we're talking Heisman conversations, it's about pouring it on teams at the right time. You know, once again, winning part of this, Oklahoma State, if they go 11-1, win a Big 12 championship, I mean, I, I think there's a good chance that he could go to New York if he keeps playing the way he does. But this is one of those games against uh, Texas Tech where you got to light up the scoreboard. It's got to be you putting up a big performance, you know, and, and taking control of the game. And then they play TCU on the road uh, a week after this. So that's a really exciting game too. I think another game you could put up big point, a big, big numbers. So if he can get on a roll in big 12 play, he's got a chance. And kind of to just go back to like the start of this, you know, CJ Trout's going to be there at the end of the year. Caleb Williams, he's actually had a rough week, but probably going to be there at the end of the year. All right. Bryce Young has been injured. Hendon Hooker is kind of the next quarterback that you go to from there. He's putting up big numbers in that Baylor system. And Stetson Bennett's also there as well. DJ Uyunglele. But, like, once you get past Hooker, in my opinion, so Stroud, Williams, Young, Hooker are kind of the four big quarterbacks right now that I think we're looking at. Bryce is injured. We'll see how long it takes him to get back. He is the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, so he's going to have that advantage. So they kind of prorate what he does in terms of how many games he plays. Hooker. Same thing for him, not not injured, but, um, you know, we'll see like how well he does. That's a kind of a gaudy numbered system. But if they keep winning football games, probably going to be there at the end of the year. If one of these guys wants to break into the top four, they need one of those four to fall off, which is not out of the realm possibility. But they but you've got to keep pushing. You've got to keep pushing the envelope. you got to keep being there. But the, my point being here is that it's not an insanely deep quarterback class to where you can't you know, you would not not be able to find yourself in it. Right. Caleb Williams is playing in a very few big games this year. Very, very few. Uh, he was not great in that Oregon State game either. If if he has, you know, if he if he doesn't do very well uh, against Utah, right? Or, or conversely, if he lights up against Utah, like you know, he's, he's probably being in pretty good shape. Uh, you know, if he doesn't do his struggles against Utah, that could knock him out. Same thing goes for Sanders, but plenty of opportunities for him in really big games to keep putting up big numbers. So I'm a Spencer Sanders guy. Uh, you know, I was I was. I was worried about him, obviously, at the end of last year because I was just thinking, man, that Big 12 championship game, like this guy's got it in him is frustrating. And then now he's putting it all together. If he keeps this up, they keep up that pace on offense and he keeps spreading the ball around. I think Spencer Sanders has a shot to get himself to New York. I definitely do. And I definitely think because they are a chance to be a Big 12 title contender, we have to consider him in this conversation. 
All right, next guy up, Jalen Daniels at plus 4,000 as well. Um, he has – Jalen Daniels has the narrative behind him. And I don't want to discount anything he's done. He's had a tremendous season this year. 68% completion, 983 yards, 11 touchdowns, one INT, 329 rushing yards, and five touchdowns. The problem is this. Kansas probably can't sustain this um, winning-wise. Last week, there's a pretty good argument. And I know I discounted college kickers, but if, they, if Iowa State can kick the ball at all, they win the game. And he did not look great in that game. Iowa State might be one of the better defenses they play all season, but we can't act like he looked fantastic, that being Jalen Daniels, in that contest, okay? So he's got the narrative. He's got the story. He's going to have the opportunities. Big games are still ahead of them. The problem is what, what would a Kansas record have to be for him to be a Heisman Trophy winner or a candidate or, a, you know, to get make it there. I think nine wins is good enough for KU because of the story, because we haven't talked about it. So let's just say he lights up this team and, and lights up a text. You no, know, it keeps playing, but it lights up TCU right in the game day game. If he lights up TCU, it's kind of all systems go, right? And they win the game. If they beat TCU 45 to 40 and it's a thriller, and Jalen Daniels is the best play, looks like the best player in the field. Then we could be all systems go. And them at six and zero, oh, you know, you're talking about maybe three and three the rest of the way. And if he has the right big moments, maybe he lights up Texas again, lights up Oklahoma State, whatever it is. Um, then we're all systems go. The problem is, is that last week was a little concerning. They can be slowed down. The defense had to win that game for them. So I think Jalen's awesome. I think he's a really good player. I think he's, you know, with the story involved. He's definitely going to be a front runner for Big 12 player of the year at this point in time. But you start to wonder after what we saw last week, um, can will teams figure it out? Is there a blueprint for shutting down the spread triple option? Are the targets, are the weapons they have good enough once they get deeper into conference play to spread out attack and get by defenses? Um, I, I really have some questions about that. I'm excited for this week's game so we can see a bit more of that. So Jalen Daniels should be considered at plus 4,000 because the story, the story is there. Out of all of these players we're talking about here, he's got the best story and that stuff matters. Should it always matter? No, I, I would take, I would say out of these two, I would roll like as a player and the chance to do it. I think a chance to do it in terms of the quality of their play. I would give the nod to Spencer Sanders because I think that team has a chance to accomplish more in a national sense, uh, like just like overall accomplishment. Like I think they are, you know, I would not put Kansas as a big 12 title favorite right now. Oklahoma state is the, is the favorite odds wise to win the big 12 championship. That stuff matters. It should matter at the end of the year. Jalen Daniels though, has the chance with the story. So I think it's too, it's interesting that I measure these two things. The guys are the same odds of plus 4,000 longer odds, but, and also with him with the legs too, is a huge part of this. And with no Daniel Highshaw, for an indefinite amount of time, they might rely on him a bit more in the rushing game. So obviously Jalen Daniels is somebody that we have to watch. Deuce Vaughn at plus 10,000. Deuce is having another nice season. It's not quite the season he had last year, which in my opinion is okay. That's okay. It's happening. Doesn't have to be Superman all the time. He's asked to be Superman a lot of the time. Doesn't have to be Superman all the time. And that is okay. That being said, um, he's having a nice season. He's getting his touchdowns vultured by Adrian Martinez. 
Look at the last two games for Deuce Vaughn. He's gone over 100 yards in both those contests. Now, uh, you know, the Oklahoma game was not the most efficient performance. 25 for 116, 4.6 per carry. It's not, not horrible. Not great, though. And not like it has some excellent outing. Because um, he was only, it was only four, uh, it was 4.1 against Tulane. That's a game he struggled in. Um, 23 for 170 for no touchdowns. The problem is he he's not scoring because they have a great short yardage back in Adrian Martinez. The guy's a bowling ball. He's 6'3", 225 is what he's listed at. So that's a problem for Deuce if we're talking about Heisman. That's why he's so far back. He's having a nice season. He's going to be, you know, he's going to end up with, let's just check at the end of the year. I mean, he's going to be over 1,000 yards on the ground at this pace, obviously. Uh, right now he's at 638, and he's played five games. So, you know, he's, you know, he's doing a pretty good job. But it's, what, you know, my math is bad off the top of my head. But he's rushing over 100 yards a game. So he's going to be well over a thousand yards. The problem is Adrian Martinez has nine rushing touchdowns, which is just like, it's unfair. It's unfair. And they're not using him as much out in the passing game. He's got 13 catches for 60, 60 yards so far this season. So that's part of it too. But that's why I wouldn't roll this direction. Not saying he's not a great player, but that's the problem for him. Uh, also, I'm not sure I put a comment on this. Bijan Robinson at plus 10,000. So Bijan's got the better shot, I think, because it's Texas and because he is got does not have the handcuff quarterback with him. He's got a handcuff running back, right? We're talking about Texas as a team that's got a guy uh, you know, behind him in Roshan Johnson that's done a good job. But Bijan has been awesome as of late. That fumble against Texas Tech, oh, it kills me because I love him so much. Such a lovable player, such a good guy. Um, but he's also somebody's gonna have a lot of big opportunities because if Texas beats OU, gets to four and two. Quinn Ewers comes back and everything looks good. These guys are 100% a factor in the Big 12 title conversation. If they're a factor in the Big 12 title conversation, that means they should be considered for a Big 12, you know, that means we have to watch out for them. If they make a Big 12 title game, you know, and that allows them to win whatever it is, 10 games on the season, or the 9-3, and three, they win the 10th, um, then, you know, Bijan might be there. And the last three games, guys, he's gone over 100 yards in all three of those games. He scored uh, six touchdowns the last three games as well. He's got 10 catches, 188 in the score. He's getting eight and nearly 19 yards a catch. I mean, this guy is really in a groove right now. He's really playing well. And look, I don't know with Quinn Ewers coming back what that does to him, but I think maybe he could be a bit more efficient, efficient if he uh, if, if they bring back uh, Quinn Ewers and they spread the ball around a bit more, which I like. I like the fact they can get more efficient. That would be very, very exciting to me to see them be able to do that with B. John Robinson. Last guy, and this one, this one's so fascinating to me. Max Duggan. Um, Duggan, not listed by our friends at Bet Online, is listed elsewhere at plus 10,000. Max Duggan's advantage is that he has been on an absolute tear. He barely played, or he played a decent amount in that first game, but it like really didn't count because they were managing the clock. His last three games, he only played four so far. He is tearing, tearing it up. 23 for 29 for 390 and five touchdowns against Tarleton. It's Tarleton, but you should you should be doing that, but it's still amazing. Against SMU, 22 for 29 for 278. That's 76%. Three touchdowns in that game. Oklahoma, 23 for 33, 70%. 302, three scores, 
five attempts for 116 on the ground and six touch or and two touchdowns. The guy hits big, explosive, gaudy plays. He looks great on a highlight reel. This guy has a legitimate out, outside shot to win. To not just uh, you know, he's got Big Twelve Player of the Year, and if he were to do that, he would be right there. So you know, or, or at least thought of in the Heisman conversation. I think that's kind of normally how we do this stuff. You know, you think about this year, especially the quarterback play being a lot better. So I don't know if it's sustainable what Max Duggan has been doing, but it's somebody that if he keeps doing this the way he does, and this this kind of turns into a dream ride for TCU. Watch out for Max Duggan. I mean, plus 10,000 is not, you know, it's crazy, but we've seen crazier things happen before. So Max Duggan deserves some, some thought, I think, in this conversation. One last thing I want to get to is the Big 12 title odds. All right. This stuff is also fascinating to me um, because you look across a lot of these divisions in college football, and I'm about to share my share my screen for you all to give you guys a better idea of what I'm talking about here. Um, all right, let's see, present screen and we're going to go window. Da, da, da. Sorry, folks. I'll get this ready for you guys. All right, there we go. Uh, all right. Ohio state is right there. Minus 275 in the big 10. They're a pretty big favorite. Clemson minus 250 right there in the ACC. Pretty big favorite. And let's scroll by the big 12 real fast. Utah is plus 190 and USC is plus 210 and Oregon's right there at plus 300. So that's a really competitive league right now. Pac-12 is. Georgia, minus 125. Bama's right there. Everybody else, pretty long odds, right? So the Pac-12 was really competitive, but you then go to the, the, the Big 12. I mean, talk about options here. Oklahoma State, plus 275. Kansas State, plus 350. Texas is plus 425. TCU, plus 450. Baylor, plus 700. Kansas, plus 800. Keep going down the list here. I mean, in terms of favorites, Oklahoma State is the longest odds favorite out of any of these conference, any of these leagues right now, they're the longest odds out of any league favorite right now. Just goes to show you how competitive this league is. I, I don't know which direction I'd go. I feel really good about saying Oklahoma State's going to be in the Big 12 title game at the end of the year. So I think plus 275 is a pretty interesting bet because I like I like their chances to get there. And if you're there, you like it, you know, I, I think a lot of these teams like their chances to win. I guess it's not going to be a situation where we reach a big 12 title game, we see a massive spread. I think this league is way too competitive that if there's an injury, sure, maybe, but that's a team I feel pretty good about right now. And that's why that's reflected in their odds. Uh, the rest is kind of a dealer's choice. Kind of take your pick type situation. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff with the odds in this league right now. If I were to pick one of those guys, Spencer Sanders at plus 4,000 would be my pick to win the Heisman trophy. Um, in terms of play, if you want like story stuff, I mean, Jalen Daniels has the story behind him. Like what are we talking about here? I think, you know, I, I, I once again, performance wise, I really, really trust Spencer Sanders because the team's going to be better story wise. You have to go with Jalen Daniels. So maybe I'm dumb for saying Sanders and maybe it should be Daniels, but um, you know, it's funny. I'm talking about those two guys. And I, I Adrian Mar Martinez to me is not a, is not a serious threat to be in the Heisman conversation, even though he's plus 1600. I just don't see it. All right, folks, that'll do it for today's show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at LOBay12. Uh, find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. Subscribe, subscribe to the show. Let us know your thoughts about this conversation in the comment section below. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.